Welcome back. I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. 24's podcast, best video gaming sports podcast on the entire internet. Kind of a weird, mellow, chill out, chill podcast today. I don't really do a whole lot of these where it's just like I'm I'm here. You know, no music intro. Like, yeah, we're in it. We're 24's podcast, best video. Like, I'm not. I'm not really. I'm. It's like midnight, bro. Midnight. Um, regardless, I kind of just wanted to talk about the thoughts that I have on the draft. I don't really have a lot. You know, to be honest with you, I'm kind of just preparing. You know how, like, like, like I'm, I'm preparing for to do, like, two 10-hour, two 5-hour podcasts. And again, if you're one of the people that has not liked the, uh, you know, the one hour long podcast for the last month to two months really uh get ready we're probably gonna have like two podcasts that are like somewhere close to five hours long each so one i know like hold on let me pause danny phantom i'm watching danny on dvd right now love danny phantom shout out easily you know what i gotta say this danny phantom easily one of the best like animated tv shows of like the last 20 years such a fucking awesome TV show. So, um, <clears throat> draft is on Thursday. Oh, yeah, by the way, just a suggestion. If you are going to watch the draft, you know, I'll say this. I've been watching the NFL Network all fucking day long. And, like, literally the NFL Network has, like, given me the uh, the broken, the you know, the red, blue, white bars like three times and it's just like it's not my tv because i literally just go over to like another channel and it's like oh the their their cable their channel works but it's like the nfl networks it just doesn't for some weird reason so once again uh don't watch the nfl network watch espn as i will do but more likely than not hold on i gotta record something what was it it was the elite 11 it's only 30 minutes long The NFL Network is, like, putting on this thing with Trevor Lawrence and, who is it? Like, Trevor Lawrence and, like, Justin Fields. It's only fucking 30 minutes long. Jesus Christ. Their programming sucks. The NFL Network's programming is god-awful. Oh, my God. NFL Network, Jesus Christ. Get fucking better programming. But, um... Yeah, I'm going to be watching Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields' high school thing tomorrow. That should hopefully be fun and interesting. But um, back to what I was talking about Thursday, right? So I'm like scrolling right now. I'm scrolling through my TV's thing. Here we go. So, oh, they're going to have like multiple hours of like college game day and stuff like that. It's for two fucking hours, the NFL Network? Okay. Oh, and the NFL Network also is going to have, like, two hours as well. Who should I watch? ESPN's coverage or the NFL Network's? I don't, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But the NFL draft will happen at, like, 8 o'clock. I was about to say 6 o'clock for some weird reason, but it's, like, 8 o'clock. I'm looking at, like, all of the programming. But it's, like, it's at, like, 8 o'clock. And um, it'll go for about three and a half hours, potentially four. Um, I I kind of was like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, 
Should I, like, we probably already know who the first, I, I know it's probably going to be Trevor Lawrence and then Zach Wilson. So it's like, rather than like waiting around and like starting the podcast, literally once those guys get selected, what I'm probably going to do is I'm just going to wait like 30 minutes for Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson to get selected. And then I'm going to fast forward and then I'm going to like, and then like, usually for these types of shows, I, I usually like wait about an hour before I actually get on the podcast because, uh, I mean, like, like I want fast forward and I want to skip commercials essentially, but it's like, in this case, I kind of don't because the reality is like, there could be some pretty interesting stuff going on. And like, there's actually stuff that happens in commercial breaks and it's for the most part, a pretty live broadcast and stuff like that. So I'm fine with the advertisements that I'm going to get. And to be honest with you, I'm probably going to watch like Danny Phantom or something like that on one computer monitor. I have like four screens in front of me right now. I'm a fucking screen addict right now. By the way, if I stop to do something, it is because I have like one computer running a program that constantly has to have me like adjust certain settings and stuff like that on it. So it's like I constantly, I, I gotta like, there's gonna be times where I say like, hold up, hold up like a bajillion times. And that just, for me to address certain things. So um, that's kind of the long and the short of some of the scheduling and stuff like that for the next couple of days. Um, Wednesday, we'll probably have like a video game podcast or whatever. But like today, I kind of just wanted to wrap up some things. I wanted to tie a pretty little bow around the the NFL draft and the situation that's kind of going on. I'll reveal some of my players and things of that nature as well. And we'll kind of get crack a at that as well there's not a lot of like narratives and headlines that i think i should address today and that i even can address to be honest with you today because it's like i mean the headlines are kind of boring and i'll talk about them in a couple of minutes but i also kind of want to share with you my most of my players that i have selected and you know where some of my players are so that way you'll kind of understand where i'm coming from um this year i will probably never do what i did this year where i constantly like talked about my big board of like players per position because I found that I was like always wrong and I was always missing a player and it wasn't until like my third list where I was like okay this is kind of accurate I'm lighting my candle and like it has the popcorns at the end and fucking sparks are flying all over the place but it's like in the case of like my my big board it was kind of like it was like every single time I, I made one, I was like, ah, crap. I got like, I missed like one or two players that I really shouldn't be missing on. And that was like the list or the same thing that, that happened like essentially twice. So I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta like take my time with it. And I gotta like figure this thing out because I keep screwing up and I keep giving you bad information. And it kind of got to the point where I was like, yeah, let's, uh, let's not even reveal it. Let's just get down to the draft and let's, talk about that and things of that nature so that's what we're kind of going to do today as well we're going to look at some of the players the quarterbacks the wide receivers and the running backs i think we'll have to tomorrow and we'll have a bunch of other positions um tomorrow as well <clears throat> kind of see what happens so um let's get started kind of was like thinking about something really quickly i don't really know what i had to say but um in the case of like the narratives that I kind of wanted to address today, some of the narrative headlines and things of that nature, I was like going on the Steelers, 
like I've been I've been trying to like figure out what fan bases want what right so I've been looking at some of the more egregious teams like for example like the Steelers saying that they want Najee Harris or Detroit saying they want Jamar Chase or you know like all these other teams like Atlanta potentially saying well they want Kyle Pitts instead of Justin Fields when I don't really know what's going to go on with their quarterback or whatever but it's like essentially right I looked at a lot of teams that essentially had like and not had but like but, but like fan bases were like looking at certain things and I, not looking at certain things but like we're talking about certain things and I was like all right this is ridiculous this is ridiculous this is what doesn't need to happen this is what needs to happen it's like way too many fan bases are like all over the place so let me kind of help you out if you're a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers and let me tell you why you shouldn't draft a running back specifically Najee Harris I keep hearing the same old same old and it's literally history repeating itself and I cannot believe that literally three or four years after Saquon Barkley is drafted I have to hear people talking to me about Najee Harris to the Pittsburgh Steelers listen uh, Pittsburgh, you're the New York Giants like three years ago, right? Three, four years ago. The New York Giants essentially lied to themselves. I was super ecstatic and super stoked when the New York Giants picked Saquon Barkley because I was like, cool, they don't have a quarterback for the future. And quarterback is like the most important position in all of pro football, right? In their case, in the Giants case, they said, we believe in Eli Manning. We're going to completely ignore the fact that Eli Manning is an old ass man. And his play has been declining for the last, like, two or three years. And that's saying something. And uh, because Eli Manning, you know, his play is all over the place in some years. But specifically towards the end of his career, Eli was, he wasn't necessarily a shell of himself. He was more or less, like, he just wasn't a good quarterback, man. He was, like, one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, right? So, in Eli Manning's case, Eli... I was like, the number one thing that would damage the Dallas Cowboys, and I was thinking about it from the perspective of a Cowboy fan, I was like, the number one thing that could hurt the Cowboys is essentially the Giants selecting a quarterback in the first round a couple of years ago, right? With Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, like, thank God Dallas does not have to play up against Josh and Lamar. But um, that's my point, is like, we could... The Cowboys could be playing against those elite quarterbacks now, but instead they're playing up against Daniel Jones, who fumbles a lot and who has issues um, with his development. I like Daniel Jones. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he he has issues. I also think he needs weapons to succeed, and I also think he needs a, a, you know a, a, some some help on the offensive line, which I think he's going to get next year. Because Nate Solder is coming back and Justin Thomas, I think he was he was unhealthy for part of the season. And then he kind of like, like their offensive line was kind of a mess last year. And, um, you know, we'll kind of see if it is this year. Maybe they'll take a tackle. Maybe they'll take Elijah Very Tucker to play at guard. I'm not really sure. We'll see. However, the point still stands, right? The Giants, they went from being, you know, a team that had the opportunity to be in a really, really awesome position now to essentially having a running back that is injury-prone, because he is, Saquon has been hurt for the last two years, running back that is injury-prone, that is now, like, they may or may not re-sign him. They talk about how they want him to be a giant for a very long time, but um, the reality is, like, his, his cost may be too much for the Giants, you know? And that's kind of my point with 
Najee Harris to the Giants or Jamar Chase to the Lions, right? You're essentially going with the flashy pick, the poppy pick, the exciting pick, the sexy pick, as I like to call it, instead of going for the pick that's going to set you up for long-term success. And it's like one of those things that I'm just like, you know, I don't, I don't understand it myself. It, again, history repeating itself. Steeler Nation is talking about, or whatever the Steeler fan base calls themselves, they, uh, like, they're talking about a running back. Like, Stephen A. Smith is, is fucking going on first take on a daily basis with the Najee Harris bandwagon flag fucking waving it around on first take on a daily basis. And I'm just like, no. Like, you need an offensive lineman and or a quarterback. You really need both. You can only take one in the first round. And if you have the opportunity to take Kellen Mond or take, you know, um, take another quarterback, then you should take one. That's the reality of the situation if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because, like, the reality is Ben Roethlisberger was the reason why you lost last year. As terrible as James Conner was last year, Ben Roethlisberger was way worse. Like, especially in the playoffs. The fact that him and Maurice Pouncey couldn't figure out how to, like, you know, snap the football in the first quarter. Let me, let me look up that game again for everybody out there. Like, the fact that they could not fucking, like, snap the brawl properly in the playoffs to me is like it, it's mind-blowing that people are talking about fucking a running back it's like and then let me also look this up browns versus steelers here we go and then it's like people want to talk about for example like people want to talk about like running backs and it's like like like, like i mean like you need also offensive linemen you know and I talk about Alejandro Villanueva going away and, you know, going to a separate team and also Maurice Pouncey retiring. And it's like, you know, the Steelers are just not set up for success long term. And I just I don't get why people pretend like they are. Like I'm, I'm, I'm watching the game. Right. Literally, Maurice Pouncey flings the ball over Roethlisberger's head. That's not on James Conner. Sorry. It's just not. Play action for Ben. Isn't this the interception? Yeah, this is like the worst interception I've ever seen in my entire life from Ben. And then it's like the Browns get it within, uh, like on the ensuing possession after the Browns, like essentially essentially get a, a terrible snap that goes flying over Ben Roethlisberger's head. They intercept Ben Roethlisberger on the ensuing drive. And then they fucking like, and then they get a touchdown on like the ensuing play and then it's like maurice pouncey right is getting bullied by whoever the nose tackle is for the browns like it's like the issue for the browns is way more like i, I mean it, it's it's a third and short play and maurice pouncey gets bullied into the backfield essentially it's like that's not supposed to happen i mean i like i i, I just don't get it myself also, Pittsburgh's defense could use some work when it comes to nose tackles as well. But you can address that later on in the draft, considering like how much the Browns are beating the shit out of them when it comes to, uh, to running the football. But it's like, you know, it's just like one of those things that I'm just like focusing on the wrong thing if you're talking about running backs. And we're about two days out. We're almost, we're three days out, almost two days really, out from the draft. And it's like, that's the only thing that I'm hearing from Steelers fans. It's the fucking thing that I saw on first take where Stephen A. Smith was fucking, and that's his second interception in the first quarter. Third turnover of the fucking game. 
This was a, like, this was one of the worst games I have ever seen Ben Roethlisberger play. The end of the season game, like, I don't know what the Browns, not the Browns, the Steelers think that they will do with Ben Roethlisberger. That's just one of, like, to me, the reality is, like, re, I, I, like, I haven't seen this game in months. The reality is, this should be the year that they get a quarterback, like, in the first round. They try and do fucking everything in the first round to get a fucking quarterback. Because this is, like, this is a god-awful game from Ben Roethlisberger. Like, it was, it was fucking 28-0 to zero at the start of the second quarter. I was like, oh, this game is over with. And I remember fast-forwarding through it on the podcast because I was like, oh, this is fucking over with. Like, I don't have to watch the rest of this football game. I mean, I don't – like, and then on top of that, Ben Roethlisberger could not throw the football down the field at all. And then I'm watching this other snap, this other play, third and eight, 12 minutes, 30 seconds. Ben Roethlisberger throws this short pass. It's like he lost all of his arm strength as well. It's like, dude, like that's a bad ball, Ben. Like, it was just – it's just – it's a bad outing, man. And I hear, like, it's the exact – and that's his third interception. Ball gets tipped at the line of scrimmage. Browns recover. But it's like, you know, I, I, I myself don't understand it, you know? Like, I don't understand the whole concept of, you know, the Browns – or not the Browns, but the Steelers not addressing o- offensive line or quarterback. And the the reality is they probably should be addressing quarterback over running back. Or not running back, excuse me, but offensive line. And people are going to tell me, but 24, they got Dwayne Haskins. It's like, dude, I watched Dwayne Haskins for two years after thinking that he was like the steal of the draft for Washington. I was like, holy shit, he sucks balls. He is terrible. And it's like, I can see that he is terrible. Just because he's riding the bench in Pittsburgh does not mean that he automatically becomes like a starting caliber player. The reality is I don't even know if he will like play legitimate. I don't, I don't know if he's good or or not good, excuse me, but better than Ben Roethlisberger. And Ben Roethlisberger is terrible. Or maybe not is terrible, but was terrible in this football game against the Browns in the playoffs. So it's like I just, I myself don't know. I don't, maybe not, no, I don't know isn't a good response. I know that the Browns should, not the Browns, I keep getting the teams confused, Browns and the Steelers. The the Steelers should not go after a running back. They should not, if they go after a running back, it's a mistake. Go watch the Browns versus the Steelers game in the playoffs, and and then say to me, 24, you know what the Steelers really need? You know, other than a center and a quarterback, they really need that, that, that running back because the running back you know that's the position that really would have won them that football game that's the position that they really struggled with can i like let me look up in roethlisberger's statistics let me look them up i kind of want to see i because i got this you know without even looking his numbers up and doing a whole lot of prep work about the steelers i'm kind of interested to see benton's statistics in a loss right that should tell me everything, right? Where's the this is loss year? 2020 season. I have to go through all of his game logs. 2020 season. He was like he lost like 17 to 23. 
He had 33 attempts, 53, you know, um, not 33 attempts, 30. He was 33 of 53, 62.26% completion percentage. Two touchdowns, one interception. Against Buffalo, he had two touchdowns, two interceptions. These are the losses, by the way. 56% completion percentage against Cincy. Cincinnati, he had 27, it was 27 to 17 in favor of Cincinnati. Another 52% <clears throat> game for them. 170 yards, one touchdown, one interception. And I mean, he was terrible down the stretch for the most part. I, I, I just don't get it. You know, if people want to lose, if the Steelers want to become a bad... Like, I was surprised that the owner came out and was like, we want Ben Roethlisberger back. I was like, why? You're going to waste a year. Essentially, like, I can tell you why. Like, like, the Steelers aren't a playoff team to me right now. Like, I think the Bengals have a better shot of going to the playoffs if they, like, go in this draft getting Pania Sewell or not having Pania Sewell and getting Pania Sewell and, like, getting another wide receiver. Like, I'm like, they got Trey Hendrickson. They got Chidobea Wujie. They can maybe get another corner if they need another corner in the second round. If they want to, like, get somebody, they can get a safety if they want a safety. They got a lot of options. And they can get a lot of starters this year. And I'm like, I like the Bengals over the Steelers, especially because they don't have an aging quarterback. I think... Joe Burrow is probably going to be the second best or the best quarterback in that division next year. Book it only behind Lamar. I mean, I think you have a really, really good possibility for Ben Roethlisberger being the worst quarterback in that division next year. And that has, like, never happened in his entire career. So, <clears throat> we'll kind of see what happens. We'll kind of see what happens. But, yeah, um... If you're a Steelers fan, and if you think that getting a running back will bail out your quarterback, like, I refer to you, the Giants, the year that they got Saquon Barkley, everybody was juiced up on him. Everybody thought that they were going to return to prominence, and they sucked. So, yeah, keep on lying to yourself. Second team that I want to address is the, um, the Detroit Lions. I constantly address the Detroit Lions. And again, if you're a Jamar Chase fan, if you are a Devontae Smith guy, then I don't know what you're doing either. Like, offensive line, quarterback. Some people are going to say, like, um, I'm not going to say her name. I'm not trying to call her out specifically, but it's like, literally, if one of the top quarterbacks is there, even if it's like Trey Lance, I would I would bite. I would go for it. Because the reality is, um, it's the same situation that the Giants found themselves in a couple of years ago. The same situation that the Steelers find themselves in right now. Everybody's like, well, you know, um, we got, well, not we got, but we have this, you know, we have this player, this leg this legacy player, this Hall of Famer that was great for us for 10, 15 plus years, things of that nature. And this football player, you know, we're going to give him another shot, right? And because we're going to give him another shot, we're going to waste essentially another year. Now, it's not the exact same thing one-to-one -one with Detroit, but essentially they're saying, well, Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl and blah, 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 blah. And I really hope Dan Campbell doesn't actually believe that be that Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl by himself and or that he didn't have, like, one of the greatest play callers and play designers in the NFL. Like, come on. And that literally the entire offense was predicated off of, like, you know, 
doing these one read type of scenarios and Jared Goff literally cannot process information at all at like a average level or reasonably average level. And like Detroit, you need a quarterback. Short, sweet, and simple. You need a quarterback. No running backs. No wide receivers. No, uh, like you need a quarterback and or you need an offensive tackle. And I talked about it last week as well. And I'm reiterating some of the stuff that I talked about last week. I was like, listen, um, there's, I got a cough. (coughs) There's going to be a lot of teams that are interested in like the sexy picks. You know, the picks that are going to give them like a lot of bursts and excitement. Like, oh man, Najee Harris to Pittsburgh, man. What an awesome pick. We finally don't get to have to worry about the running back and whatever, but we still don't have an offensive line or a quarterback, man. But yeah, Najee, James Conner was the problem last year. In the case of Detroit, right, if they think that just Jared Goff, like, I don't, like, I, what, what division do they think they're playing in? What conference do they think they're playing in? They got to go up against Brady. They got to go up against Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and um, now Stafford in L.A. They also got to go up against Khalil Mack and Daniil Hunter in that division. And then they also got to go up against that beast, that mammoth, Aaron Bleep and Rodgers down in Green Bay. And then they also got to go up against the Cowboys in the NFC East, potentially Washington. We'll kind of see about it, right? They got to go up against the Saints potentially as well. And they got to go up against the Bucks. Like, I mean, they have so many fucking problems that will not be solved by getting a wide receiver. Sorry, Jared Goff isn't very good. Like, like if people think that getting him Jamar Chase is going to improve him slightly or improve him significantly, I refer to you, Jared Goff, with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, who are, like, really, really awesome receivers in the McVay system, and he could not do jack shit towards the end of his career in L.A. Like, he would, like, McVay had it. Like, he's like, like, I can't work with this guy. I can work with John Warford. I can work with backups. I can work with everybody else. We're fucking paying this guy way too much. Why are we paying this guy way too much money? Get him out. And they did. They shipped his ass off to Detroit. Shipped out some first-round draft picks as well. But they said it's worth it to get rid of this guy. And they did. And it's just like, what I don't understand myself personally is why fans in Detroit don't understand that, like, the best offensive mind or one of the best offensive minds in the NFL could not figure out how to make Jared Goff work. Like, it's, it's just one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. To me, at least. So, Detroit, yeah, uh, you need a quarterback. Same thing goes with the Steelers. And, yes, if Kellen Mond is there for the Steelers, draft him in the first round. People are going to say, that's a Stephen A. Smith is probably going to be like, that's a dumb pick. You can't make the what about the running game. It's like, well, we're building long term. You're building short term. We're building to not get absolutely decimated and defeated by the Browns on an annual basis because we actually, you know, want to play and win football games for a decade plus. Uh, we don't just want to provide essentially lip service. That's essentially what it is. It's the Saquon Barkley thing. It's essentially being like, oh, yeah, this is lip service. This is. <clears throat> this isn't really like a real thing that matters whatsoever. This is just people doing and saying things that um, that people like instead of taking um, hard line stances that actually matter. 
So, in the case of like, you know, all of these football teams that I mentioned, Detroit, and also the Steelers, um, don't fucking draft a running back and a wide receiver. Draft a fucking quarterback or an offensive tackle. By the way, forgot to shout out my my fair lady. My lady. Maybe not my lady, but my my gal, Rose Nama, Rose Nama Junis or Rose Nama Yunus, depending on how you enunciate her last name. I'm not really sure. Even to this day, I've seen people like say Rose Nama Yunus and then Rose Nama Junis. And I'm very confused as to how to say her last name. I know that that's essentially, you know, the way that most people, regardless, she won. She won. The Joe Rogan memes are circulating and percolating. She was fucking awesome. Shout out UFC 261. Feel like I'm saying an area code. Probably am. But shout out to UFC 261. It was an awesome event. Shout out to Rose. She was awesome. Three fucking title. Like literally all of the title fights went exactly as I thought. Valentina Shevchenko was going to absolutely fucking dominate what she did. Rose Namajunas fucking dominated as well. And also Kamar Usman freaking destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. Jorge Masvidal. It was a awesome fucking night. Oh my god, was it awesome fight. It was an awesome fight. It was an it was an awesome night. Rose fucking won it. Literally as I saw her getting her belt, she was shaking, she was crying. Joe Rogan was crying. I was on the verge of tears myself. I was so happy for Rose. Oh my god. That was such an awesome night. Jesus Christ. And you know what? I didn't really watch a whole lot of it because I don't pay for pay-per-views. I only saw like the highlights and stuff like that. And I had it on in the background and I was just like, oh my God. And then I saw like the highlights for the fight, like the day later. I was, I was so happy for her. I, like out of all of the fighters that I wanted to win, I was like, I was so happy for Rose. Oh my gosh. Shout out to Rose Namajunas or Rose Namajunas. She's like one of my favorite fighters fighting right now. Shout out to her. She's awesome. All right. Enough of that. Son, like I don't even know what it's called. I don't know. <clears throat> Anyways, let me take a swig of my my water here. You know what I was doing all day? I was watching a whole bunch of like whole bunch of draft stuff, right? And <clears throat> in this particular case, I was watching. I was watching a fuck ton. I mean, it, like I was watching way too much draft stuff. Where it's, it's not really, like, you know, information. It's more along the lines of, like, entertainment. Where it's, like, uh, essentially I'm watching... Maybe not entertainment is the best way, but it, it's, like, you know, I... Like, whenever I hear... Like, I remember there was this, like, hour-long Mel Kuyper, Todd Archer thing that I was just, like... I started to listen to, and I was just, like, I already know the, the, the common themes of the majority of the teams in the league. I don't need to watch this, like, hour-plus of stuff that I don't need to watch. Of stuff that I already know, essentially. And um, I very rarely do that. Like, I'm pretty consistent at, like, not passing over and not passing up, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, information. Especially if it's free information. I'm like, I love free information. I'm a sponge. But in that case, I was like, yeah, I could go without watching this hour-long thing with Todd Archer. And um, Todd, Todd Archer and Mel Kuyper. It's like still people are talking about Gregory Rousseau as if he's like a first round draft pick. And I'm just like, that is incorrect. 
that is horribly incorrect. I was like, you are. I mean, you're not you're not even close to where you need to be. Jesus Christ. Anyways, but yeah, that, that's essentially what I've been doing for like the entirety of today. Just figuring out what, you know, like the draft and things of that nature. Goodness gracious. So, like 30 minutes in, doing a soft 30. I don't know why I said that. That's weird. <clears throat> but um, I kind of wanted to get into some of my positions that I had. I kind of teased this at the beginning of the podcast where I was like, you know, I, like I have players – I, like, I have this big board of players. I, I essentially wanted to go 10 deep at each and every single position. I think I went more than 10 deep at the majority of positions. It's super easy. Like, once you, like, kind of get down in the list, once you, like, start watching a lot of teams and stuff like that, and once you start listening to some people, it's like, oh, wait, there's, like, m way more than 10 players that I can have at, at each and every single position. Essentially, 10 players per position, essentially, is, like, the first three rounds of the draft. So I got 10 players. I got more than 10 players per position. For the most part, there's some positions that I just don't have more than 10 of. But um, in the case of like, for example, running backs, I think I have. As I like, I can find it. No, this isn't it, right? No, this isn't it. As I like sift through a bajillion pages. I have like 14 cornerbacks. I have 10 safeties, 11 interior defensive tackles, 12 edge rushers, 12 linebackers, three centers, nine guards, 11 offensive tackles, <clears throat> 10 running backs. Oh, I thought, what, what do I have 14 of? Apparently everything but running back because I only have 10 running backs. Uh, 10... 10 wide receivers, really? 10 wide receivers? All right. Really, where is... This list seems outdated. I should have way more than 10. But I guess not. I got to redo this list, apparently. But the point is that I got, like, 10 of most things. I got 10 of everything. I'm ready to go for Thursday. I talked about it where I was like... I talked about it Friday. I talked about it Thursday. I, t I probably talked about it Wednesday. I was like, I'm ready to draft. I'm ready to draft. I'm ready to go right now. Somebody put me in. Let me let me let me see some of the drafts. I'm ready to go. Anyways. Yeah, I'm ready. Let me plug in my computer. What's that theme song? We ready. We ready. We ready. It's that football thing. You know, that that song with all the high schoolers. The high school like dudes in the locker room where they're like we ready. And then everybody's like, yeah, we ready. Hey, hey, we ready. It's that song. I got to plug in my computer. Give me a minute. All right. So. I'm ready to draft. I am super stoked that it's not on, like, Friday. For some weird reason, it's, like, it hasn't really occurred to me how close it is. Like, it still feels, like, super long or super, like, super far away for some weird reason, even though it's, like, really, it's three days today because today. No, technically, it's two days now. 
It's a little bit over two days, right? Recording this late at night. But it's like, you know, it's super, it, like, it's it's coming up super quick, you know? It's, I mean, it's, it's going to be here literally, you know, on Thursday. Today is now Tuesday now. I'm juiced up about it. And it's like, I mean, it's, again, one of the best shows, I think, of the year. I wish there was a fucking combine. Like, the NFL, you know, the way that vaccines are going, we'll probably have a combine next year. But I was like, I think we should have a combine this year. Like, I mean, like, make them freaking, I mean, yeah, like, make them quarantine for, like, two weeks. You know, quarantine them for two weeks, quarantine the athletes, have them have the meetings over Zoom or whatever, and then, like, have them run 40s and stuff like that and be socially distant. Like, I mean, I don't think they planned for it in months. I think they were more focused on having the season for, you know, the season or whatever. But it's like, I would have, you know, I mean, I would would have preferred to have the fucking combine. But I guess not. Whatever. All right. It's not that big of a deal to me. So let me talk about quarterbacks here. All right. So there's a lot of quarterbacks, uh, a lot of guys on this list that I think have a great potential to be in the NFL. There's other guys that I'm just like, oh, that's a developmental piece. That's a potential backup quarterback as well. There's a lot of developmental guys. There's a lot of backup quarterbacks. Um, by the way, shout out, uh, maybe not shout out, but a little bit of a hint for the for the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, Kellen, um, if you want to run the read option, maybe you get Sam Ellinger, you draft him, right? You bring him in and you essentially use him like he's Taysom Hill, right? Essentially, you say, hey, Sam, you're not actually going to play a throwing quarterback. You're going to be a running quarterback because I don't want you to ever throw the football ever again. What you're going to do is you're going to take off. You're going to pocket the quarterback, not quarterback, excuse me, but the ball. You're going to hold the ball. You're going to put it in. You're going to tuck it. You're going to run. You're going to run the read option with Zeke. Boom, that's how we're going to play football, right? You can do the exact same thing with like Sam Ellinger as well. But it's like, again, I never want to see Dak Prescott ever running the read option ever again. That should be like a quarterback that has that, that has nothing to lose and everything to gain. Or you can, like, hell, what I don't understand, to me at least, why don't you just have, like, a running back run the read option? Maybe that's, maybe that's kind of going a little bit too complicated and too complex and too weird because then it's just like everybody will just be in the box and everybody's like, we're going to stop this. But it's like, you know, like maybe dabble around with it. Like see what's going to happen, you know? Also, by the way, that would also kind of be the same thing with Sam Ellinger. But like Taysom Hill tucks in and run as well. But it, it's effective. You know, it's like one of those cute little plays that they run that it's like, oh, yeah, that worked. Oh, that was a cute little play that they ran. But it's not like they're actually going to run it for like the entirety of the football game, right? And that's my point. It's like run it every now and again, you know? You don't got to run it every single down. I'm going to run it on every single play. Don't, Sam Ellinger... I could go on and on and on about, like, Dallas not running the read option or whatever next year. But let me focus up once again and let me go back to my players. So, number one, for, like, quarterbacks or whatever. Not or whatever, but for quarterbacks, I got Zach Wilson. I got Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU, Brigham Young. I don't know why they call it that, but they call it that. I think it's in Utah. Not sure. I'm from Texas. We don't care a lot about states that aren't from Texas. That aren't Texas. Sorry. It is. It is. It's how it goes down there in Texas. But um, quarterback out of BYU, I talked about it a month ago during his pro day session. I talked about it when Chris Sims revealed his his um, his top guys. And I just I usually follow Chris Sims when it comes to this type of stuff anyways. 
he was essentially talking about how you know talented Zach Wilson was and once you like watch him throw the football you you see that talent on you know on tape you know at his pro days like the easiest and best example of it where I mean he's fading left throwing back across his body over the right over to the right and he just has a tremendous amount of arm talent and arm strength while also having accuracy as well because usually maybe not usually but like occasionally you see quarterbacks that have a lot of arm talent and arm strength no accuracy and um, Zach Wilson already has that as well could care less that he played at Brigham Young could care less that he played in whatever conference that he played in his talent shows up on the field on tape during his pro day during games during all that stuff and um, I've seen quarterbacks that it literally does not transfer the same way that it transfers or not transfers but it, it, it doesn't show up for other quarterbacks as it does for Zach Wilson and um, yeah if it's if you're talking to me about like you know Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson I'm taking Zach Wilson I like I just think that there's more there to work with um, arm talent wise and accuracy wise than Trevor Lawrence so Zach Wilson's number one then it's Trevor Lawrence I mean it's it's pretty obvious Trevor Lawrence has been the number one guy for the last couple of years. He's probably going to go number one overall, and then the Jets are going to get Zach Wilson, who, in my opinion, is the best quarterback in this year's draft. So, but but Trevor Lawrence isn't nothing to sneeze at or scoff at either. Trevor Lawrence is a is a really really awesome quarterback. Um, when people were coming out and saying that Justin Fields was better, I strongly pushed back on that. And I was like, I just, I don't understand that at all. I don't understand why people are, for some weird reason, questioning Trevor Lawrence. I think I think people are just bored and have nothing interesting to say and talk about, so they shit on people. And um, that's essentially what's going on with fucking Trevor Lawrence. It's like people were calling into question his ability to, or his want and desire to play football, and I didn't at all. I didn't take anything from that when it came to, you know, him playing in college. He was like one of the players to petition for, you know, the leagues to get back going again because we weren't going to have college football. Remember that? And like it was Trevor Lawrence and and um, and uh, Justin Fields that were petitioning for the league to come back. And I mean, one guy apparently is super lazy and doesn't care about football. And the other guy apparently will be set for life and doesn't care about football, uh, which, uh, you know, what? those things are too stupid that I don't even have to address those statements in the case of like uh, my third quarterback Mac Jones I keep hearing misevaluations all over the place Mac Jones is a super accurate super intelligent good decision maker and that's why he's my third quarterback um, in in this year's draft and he doesn't struggle with arm strength at all to me I didn't really see a ball that he over that he underthrew I love how people shit on him during his pro day when he's overthrowing all of these football players when um, <clears throat> when everybody criticizes him for having a weak arm and being unathletic and having like I I myself just don't understand it. I like the criticism is he's too unathletic. He doesn't have a weak arm. I don't know why you're drafting him and it's like, dude, like let me let me show you why you draft him. Let me show you. Let me show you guys. For everybody out there that's like <clears throat> it's weirded out by Mac Jones. Uh, let me do this, and then let me also. Oh yeah, you're gonna love this because nobody is like 
nobody's arguing in like facts and logic and reasoning. Everybody's like going off of these like everybody's going off of like it like like just observations. Like they're like, oh yeah, he's unathletic and he's skinny fat or not skinny. No, he's not skinny fat. He's fat fat. But it's just like all these like weird criticisms that I just don't understand. And I'm just like, like, can we properly evaluate the players? You know, instead of just like going through this arbitrary like system of evaluating quarterbacks, please. I would appreciate it. Pretty sure they would appreciate it. Also, you would not look like a joke. But, um, you know, that's just me. So... Case of Mac Jones, last year he had 4,500 yards. He had 300 on three on 400 attempts. He had 311 completions. That's a 77.4% completion percentage. He had 41 touchdowns to four interceptions. Uh, he had a touchdown that was 90 yards long. That was his longest one. He had only 13 sacks, which is, I mean, it is literally nothing. And then he also had 203 uh, passer rating as well, which is significantly above, uh, like, I mean, it's it's like unicorn status. It's not significantly above average. It's like once in a lifetime type of stuff. So I got this other quarterback. Uh, his name is Joe Burrow, who also has similar statistics. His statistics are better. He also played in more games, so it's not that big of a surprise. He had 5,600 yards. He, ha he um, was 400 of... He, he had, uh, excuse me, 402 completions on 527 attempts. He had a similar completion percentage. It was slightly worse, 76.3% completion percentage. He had 60 touchdowns to six interceptions, 202.0 passer rating. Literally all of his statistics are similar to Joe Burrow's. This is Mac Jones that I'm talking about. And people refer to him as a not first rounder. And then people give terrible excuses like, People say, well, he played with a lot of fantastic football players. And it's like, well, Joe Burrow played with three first-round wide receivers. He played with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall Jr. And he played with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And I think his name is Cesar Ruiz, his center, who's like a first-rounder as well. He played with a, a bunch of first-rounders. Nobody criticized Joe Burrow. And then it's like the efficiency as well, the lack of turnovers from Mac Jones, the completion percentage, the passer rating, like all of that is just stuff that on an annual basis is never ignored. But when it comes to Mac Jones, they're just like, oh, oh, we got to ignore it. We got to ignore the 41. Like notice how nobody has ever talked about his touchdowns to interceptions. Notice how like nobody will ever ever talk about how many touchdowns he has versus how many interceptions like it, it's it's so weird man it's not weird it's just disingenuous that's that's the reality of it of what it is it's, it's disingenuous like if people don't understand like people want to talk about athleticism it's like bro like did you not watch the super bowl the guy who was athletic got destroyed by the guy that was unathletic <clears throat> it's just like one of the weirder things I've ever experienced in my entire life where it's like literally all of he, he is the archetypal 
quarterback that everybody adores and loves on an annual basis. He has the numbers. He has like once-in-a-lifetime numbers. He has like once-in-a-lifetime statistics. He was undefeated. He won the national championship. Apparently none of that means nothing. And it's like literally, literally, all that is just invalidated because he is unathletic. It's like, what? He's not a good quarterback anymore because he's he's unathletic? What? I like I don't get I don't get the whole you know Mac Jones hate. Like you literally just look at his stats versus Joe Burrow's. He's literally Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow goes first overall last year. Mac Jones before the 49ers traded up, people were talking about how he was a fringe first-round player. And I was like, Patriots, please select him and show why he's supposed to be drafted in the top five at his position. Please. Dear God, please do it. I was, like, super excited about Mac Jones because people were underestimating him for, like, a solid... <clears throat> for like a solid week or not a week but for a, like a solid month or so and I'm just like give it like six months he's gonna show up six months to like a year I'm not really sure I don't know if he's gonna be starting this year or not we'll see but it is ridiculous like how much shit he gets for being unathletic and I'm like that's not the position that's like saying um that a kicker isn't a good kicker because he's unathletic it's like what he kicks footballs for a living he doesn't run the quarterback position doesn't run. They throw passes. Like, I like again, we're we're being in fat. We we are infatuated with like way too much flash and pop. We're way too infatuated with like Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. And it's like literally Dak Prescott throughout the majority of like the 2020 season before Kellen Moore horribly had him running read options. He was a pocket passing quarterback. It wasn't like they ran the read option a shit ton with him prior to Kellen Moore last year. In fact, I don't think they ran it at all. People were clamoring for him to run it. And I was like, no, he's a, he's a fucking quarterback. Like, fucking have him stand in the pocket. And they did for the most part until, <clears throat> until last year. But again, we don't need to, like, discuss it. Now, in the case of, like, Mac Jones, he is my third overall quarterback. I think he's the best quarterback you know, I think he's one of the best quarterbacks, you know, in this draft. I was actually clamoring for weeks and months for him to be the second guy, actually. That's how highly I thought of him. And then I saw saw Zach Wilson, and I was like, holy shit, he's way better when it comes to uh, to raw talent. Things of that nature. It's like one of the weirdest things ever. It's like the guy that throws on time, on target, is able to read and process defenses, that guy is, like, not a first-rounder. And I just, like, I have no fucking idea why. Literally has 41 touchdowns, four interceptions. Was, like, the best college quarterback last year. He played, like, the best. And it's like, holy fucking shit, man. People cannot give this guy a break. And some people are going to talk about, it was Alabama, it was Alabama, it was Alabama. And it's like, bro... Like, 
you're missing the point, right? Because if it was Alabama, why couldn't Jalen Hurts do the exact same thing? Oh, he was a second-round draft pick. Then why couldn't Tua do the exact same thing that Jalen, not Jalen, that Mac Jones did? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, you can't acknowledge that Alabama was a part of his success, and then, like, when I fucking push you on it, when I push people on it, they're like, oh, um, like, 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 uh, like, like Tua was a different exception. And it's like, bro, Tua had more than Mac Jones. Tua's defense was better than Mac Jones's this year. I, I, I just don't get it, man. That LSU team was fucking loaded. That was probably the best college football team we've ever seen in our entire lives. It had the best quarterback in the draft. It had... Two of the best wide receivers in their respect, in their drafts. I mean, like, God, like, Justin Jefferson had 1,400 yards last season in the NFL. Jamar Chase is, is a lot of people, they like him more than they like Devontae Smith. I don't, I don't like him. I, li- I love Devontae Smith. But it's like, Jamar Chase is probably going to go top 10. Justin Jefferson probably should have gone top 10 as well in his draft, right? In the case of, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he was a late-round, first-round pick. Some people are going to say borderline first-rounder, but he's got that first-round grade on him, and he was good for Kansas City last year. Then on top of that, they also had Patrick Queen, Christian Fulton, Grant Delpit, right? Tyler Shelvin, who's like a fourth-rounder. He's not a first-rounder, but I mean, like, all these players that I'm talking about, I'd say, like, Tyler Shelvin are, like, first-round draft picks. He's a Ruiz. Terrence Russell Jr., like, first-round draft picks. He doesn't get any flack. Everybody's like, LSU's a good football team. LSU, LSU, LSU. But when it comes to Alabama, nobody wants to talk about, like, you know, how good the individual players are. And some people want to talk about A.J. McCarron. Let me pull up his numbers. I've never seen A.J. McCarron's college numbers. I just want to check him out. I want to check out A.J. McCarron's college numbers because everybody says he's the next A.J. McCarron. I'm not sure about that. I don't know his numbers. But I'm interested in seeing A.J. McCarron in college. Let me kind of check it out. I'm interested. I'm pretty sure they're not as good as Mac Jones's. Yeah, they're not. It's not even close. They're good numbers, but they're not close. It's not even close. He doesn't have the yards. He doesn't have the attempts. He does have the completion percentage. Like, they're in the high 60s. But, I mean, tech, no, he doesn't even have Mac Jones's completion percentage. Mac Jones... Mac Jones' completion percentage is 10% more. If you aren't on the up and up on how significant like 10% is when it comes to like completion percentage and all that other good stuff, it's like it, it's the, literally the difference between like being an average quarterback and being one of the best and prolific passers in the NFL in the history of the sport. And Drew Brees. Like average is like 60%. Drew Brees career-wise is at like 70%. I mean, night and day, ladies and gentlemen. Night and day. One season, Matt Jones has half of A.J. McCarron's yards that he had total at Alabama. He had 4,500 yards last season. In college, on a condensed schedule, he had one, he, he played in one, two, three, four, five, hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 13 games. 13. Right? 
13. And the thing about Mac Jones, I always said it. I was like, dude, like, I can fucking turn off my TV at halftime and Alabama would be up by 30 points. 30, not they would score 30. It's that they would be up by 30. The games were over with. L- listen to this. Listen to this. Th- these are these are his touchdowns per game. Not per game, but these are his touchdowns for the season. Two, five, or excuse me, two, four, two, four, zero, four, two, five, four, zero, five, four, five in the college playoffs. He had 14 touchdowns in three games. Three. I I just, I don't, I don't get it. Because people aren't watching his tape. People aren't watching his games. And people aren't reading his statistics. Because if people came up with this foolishness, if people came here and told me this foolishness, people, I'm sick and tired of ESPN. I'm on ESPN's dumbass site. I'm on their dumbass site and they keep on fucking playing videos. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to see when I'm watching statistics. Hey, ESPN, ESPN, get clue. When I'm watching, when I'm fucking looking at statistics, I don't want to have to fucking press stop on a video and have to mute my computer's fucking audio because you're blasting a fucking advertisement, not even an ad, but a fucking dumbass video that I don't even want to see. Hey, ESPN, get your shit together. Your website sucks. But it's like when it comes to Mac, I just I, like I don't get it. I know we're spending a lot of time on Mac Jones, but it's just like I think he's one of those those guys that if you pass up on, you're passing up on one of the best quarterbacks in this year's draft. I <clears throat> I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Has similar numbers to Joe Burrow, but nobody gives a fuck. I didn't. I know. I don't get it. Oh, God. I don't get it. Anyways. Moving past Mac Jones. Because remember how this whole conversation got started. This whole conversation got started with me essentially talking about how like <clears throat> like um the the top 12 or 14 how many quarter I got 12 quarterbacks top 12 quarterbacks that I got going in this year's draft and we'll end the podcast after we get through this cuz it's like Jesus Jesus Christ we're not even we're not even close to being done and I'll address some of the other positions later on tomorrow as well it's like Mac Jones is my third overall quarterback Justin Fields is my fourth, followed by Kellen Mond. I kind of struggle with both because I like Kellen Mond, I think, as a player right now, but I'm a bit of a coward, and I'll put Justin Fields over Kellen Mond. But I still think Kellen Mond and Justin Fields are significantly better than Trey Lance and that they should be taken in the top 10 of this year's draft. I feel, like, uberly confident about saying that. I feel like Kellen Mond is... I was. I mean, listen, man, a lot of people are out on Jalen Hurts, I wasn't out on Jalen Hurts. I was like, he's the guy that you shouldn't be underestimating. He's the guy that everybody should should have higher on their board. I thought he was a first-round draft pick. The Eagles stole him in the second round, and uh, what a surprise. He was awesome for them. He was better than 
Carson Wentz was last season. We'll kind of see if that transitions to this season as well. But boy, was he awesome last season. <clears throat> but in the case of Justin Fields and Kellen Mond, they're kind of in that same predicament where it's like, they got work to do. They got a lot of work to do. I would, I would sit both of them. I wouldn't start either one of them. I would. I, I'm fine with starting Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, and Zach Wilson. I'm not. I'm a little bit shaky on starting Kellen and Justin. I think they could use a year, and I think all the quarterbacks could use a year. But they're like, if I'm, if 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 they start to me, I think they'll look bad, and I think they'll play bad, which is why I think they're lower. Not I think, but which is why I have them lower on my list of quarterbacks than the other guys. Because I'm like, I don't know what would happen if they would start and they would have to play a very specific way. I think Kellen would have a little bit more success early on because his play style kind of is already a pro. Like, he already plays a pro-style offense. Justin Fields doesn't. I think he would need some time to develop. But um, <clears throat> the reality is I think both of them can and also should be taken in the first round of this year's draft. And... You know, you're hearing whispers and rumors about how Kellen Mond may or may not be a first-round draft pick this year and how, you know, teams are kind of going back and reviewing his tape again, which I highly encourage football teams to do. I mean, you know, they got players, man. All these all these players, Kellen Mond, Justin Fields, I, I like them both. I like them a lot. And I think that it would be a mistake. Like, right, I mean, there's been so much stuff that's come out about Justin Fields, his um, his history with epilepsy. I didn't really bring it up that much because I'm not that concerned about it. Um, if the doctors say it's not a concern, then it's not a concern. He takes medication for it. Apparently, he'll literally grow out of it. Um, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I'll trust the doctors that say he'll grow out of it because they're doctors. He's been medically cleared. He hasn't had a... a, a uh, a, a, like he hasn't had a Caesar during a football game, which would be pretty horrifying. But, you know, concussions, I don't know how they would contribute to them. I don't know what they would do to his brain. But again, I'm not a fucking doctor. I don't really know. But I didn't bring it up for a reason because I thought that, like, I thought that, like, like, like nobody's bringing it up. Like nobody, it seems like nobody's concerned about it. Like his draft stock hasn't fallen at all because of it. Because people are like, yeah, it seems like he has it pretty well managed. And if he grows out of it, then he grows out of it. And that's better for everyone, in, including himself. Not just for football, but for his fucking, you know, his like, um, <clears throat> not his value of life. His quality of life. There we go. For his quality of life. Obviously, you don't want somebody to deal with epilepsy and seizures. So, you know, for his quality of life, it's good if he, you know, doesn't have epilepsy or grows out of it. <clears throat> but yeah, Kellen Mond, Justin Fields, I think they should be taken in the top 10. I think they're first round guys. Trey Lance to me, he he's a second rounder. He's a second rounder, but I wouldn't be shocked and or surprised if teams went up in the first round and got him because that's just what you do. You like there's only one position that you can kind of excuse yourself for for um going up and getting and spending draft picks and draft capital and time and energy going after, you know, a quarterback. And that's like a position, excuse me, and that's a quarterback position. You you can and should only trade up in the draft. You can and should significantly reach for that position. I don't believe 
every position is equal. I don't believe that you should do that for running backs. I don't believe that you should do that with um, with wide receivers. I think that the quarterback position is the most game changing, the most you know, the most like important position. It's it's essentially like it's like you can't function without that position. You can't win football games without that position. You can't win long term without a quarterback. So get a damn quarterback. You know, like fuck, this shit isn't hard. People want to make it hard. People want to make it fucking difficult. I'm like, bro, I'm not. Like, hey, man, buddy, you know, like, get a fucking quarterback. It's not my job to worry about you. Worry about your damn self. But, yeah, like, I wouldn't, like, if, if you if you told me, like, every single team in the NFL knew that Trey Lance was a second rounder, which every single team in the NFL essentially thinks that he's a first rounder, and then you told me, like, uh, like a team drafted him <clears throat> in the first round, like, they reached for him because they drafted him in the first round. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if – I wouldn't be surprised or I wouldn't overly criticize him. It kind of depends on – like, if he goes first overall, that's a terrible pick. But it's like, if you're telling me he went, like, in the teens or something like that, I'm like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Especially because give him a year to two years, he, he can start. How good he would be, I don't know. I don't – like, everybody's talking about – how he can transition to the league. It's like, bro, you didn't watch North Dakota State. Their offense is like nowhere even close, man, to like an NFL's offense. Like they're living in a fairy tale land down there in North Dakota State. And they're like literally the Alabama of the Mountain West Conference. Like they have all the good players, literally. Like Jabril Cox, a second or third round linebacker out of LSU, transferred from North Dakota State originally. I mean, I, I myself don't get the whole Trey Lance thing. Cause I'm like, like people say he's a day one starter. It's like, bro, no, he is not. He's like a year two starter. He's got to get like one year, maybe two in the league before I'm like confident in saying that he can start for you. What? Goodness gracious. Trey Lance, sixth quarterback. Don't care. Second rounder. Don't care. Kyle Trask is my seventh. <clears throat> I, li- I like try- Kyle Trask a lot. And I think he could be a, a sneaky first round draft pick as well. He's talking about how he was constantly in the first round and I was wrong. I was wrong about that, how he was a first rounder. He would need some time as well. But again, I would not be surprised if you saw a team kind of reach for him later on in the first round. Maybe he goes mid-second round, maybe. Early second round. Somewhere around there. If he falls to, like, later on in the second, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a steal. Somebody needs to go up and get him. But I highly doubt it that he falls all the way to, like, the second round, or not the second, but like the third round. That's Kyle Trask, by the way. Quarterback out of Florida. <clears throat> Chomp him up, Gators. But yeah, I would not be surprised that Kyle Trask would go like early on in the second round. Um, I like maybe maybe middle of the second round. To be honest with you, not maybe not early on in the second round because it, like there's a lot of teams that don't really need a quarterback in the second round. But like later on, 
teams like, for example, the Patriots, I wouldn't be surprised if they go up and snag him. But also, it's like, let's be realistic here. Nobody's going to pick Kellen Mon in the first round, um, let alone the top 10. So that's kind of like a pipe dream. Um, but uh, in Kellen Mon's case, Kellen could probably be that guy that could leapfrog over, um, over Kyle Trask. Or not Kyle Trask, but he could kind of be one of those guys that leapfrogs into the first round and gets selected late in the first round. But the reality is I, I doubt that as well. I don't think people have the read on him. Probably a second rounder. I would be shocked if Kellen Mon, Kyle Trask went in the third. I'd be shocked. I'd be like, that is ridiculous. Eighth quarterback, Davis Mills out of uh, Stanford. <clears throat> Davis Mills had a pretty good pro day. Pretty awesome pro day. I, I talked about how I was like, yeah, his pro day was better than uh, – and Trey Lance's like far better. He was completing a lot of throws. He was sharp. He was accurate. Some people are going to talk about, well, Davis Mills threw in the the rain. And I was like, I could care less about that crap. But um, Davis was way more accurate. He was way more consistent. He was just better than Trey Lance. Uh, not to say that he is actually better than Trey Lance. I don't think he is. But he he had a better day than Trey Lance. And Trey Lance really worries me. There are so many things that I worry about tr with Trey Lance that I just, I feel like people say big arm can run and then that's where the analysis starts and stops. And then they say he doesn't turn over the football. And it's like, yeah, he doesn't turn it over in the Mountain West, bro. And it's like, he plays a very college -y style of football. Like in my college -y style, it's like he doesn't like, like, <clears throat> excuse me, his style of football just does not translate to the NFL like at all. Like, if you think you're going to run Trey Lance all fucking day long, get ready for a long, like, for two years. You may be able to get away with it for, like, one year. And then you, you're going to run into a brick wall because everybody's going to have tape on him and everybody's going to be like, oh, we're going to fucking smash him. Good luck running the read option against us. But, yeah, like, like Trey Lance is, like, not Trey Lance, but, like, but Davis Mills, sorry. Sorry, going back to Davis Mills. <clears throat> Davis Mills had a far better pro day to me. I'm way more confident about Davis Mills than a lot of other quarterbacks in this draft. Um, we'll kind of we'll kind of see what happens. Kind of see what happens with Davis Mills. I remember Peter Schrager had him going because like he had a lot of hype and excitement about him for like a week, and I was like, he is not a first round draft pick. And, and freaking Peter Schrager had had him like in the first round going to Tampa, and I was like, no, incorrect, terrible pick. You're, you're fucking rolling in on the hype train. That is a garbage pick. You may as well put it in the dumpster. Because it's trash where it belongs. Put it where it belongs. <clears throat> Anyways. Um, holy shit, Andrew Day is super tall. I'm watching Guillermo on the red carpet and he's interviewing all these celebrities. And I... Did not realize how tall Andra Day is. I apologize. She is super tall. <clears throat> Anyways. Um, what was I talking about? Davis Mills. Uh, Felipe Franks, quarterback out of Arkansas. He's another guy that it's kind of... It's it's between him and Ian Book for like ninth overall. I kind of have... I like Ian Book a lot. I like Ian Book better. I like Ian Book better. That's wrong as well. Felipe Franks is my tenth. Ian Book is my ninth. Um, I like uh, I liked I liked him coming out of Notre Dame. 
Um, most winningest quarterback out of that program. <clears throat> Not a lot of offensive talent surrounding him. Um, he's a developmental guy. All these guys, Felipe Franks, Ian Book, Sam Ellinger, Jeff George, they're developmental guys. They're like guys that I wouldn't take before like the fourth, maybe fifth round. And it really kind of depends on, you know, the quarterback because I wouldn't take any of these. And, and then on top of that, they're going to be gadget guys. They're going to be guys that you're going to use in like super specific ways and that you can't actually use like a normal quarterback. So there's that. But like Felipe Franks, Ian Book, Sam Ellinger, they're all like, uh, and Jeff George, they're all like the lower quality quarterbacks taking, uh, taking in like the fourth, fifth plus rounds, potentially undrafted, probably undrafted. Felipe Franks, Ian Book, um, I like Ian Book better. Felipe Franks is my ninth quarterback. I am super low on Sam Ellinger. He's my 11th quarterback. <clears throat> super low on him. Reason why I'm super low on Sam Ellinger is because Sam Ellinger is, uh, I saw a lot of games of him. I wanted to understand him because he was getting a lot of hype out of UT because, you know, he's a UT fucking quarterback. He's a quarterback out of Texas. Everybody is juiced up and excited about quarterbacks out of Texas because Texas is one of the capitals of football in the United States. Uh, unfortunately, they don't have a good football team professionally and they don't have good football teams you know, collegiately. So that's pretty ironic. But, you know, Texas is, you know, they, they hyped up Sam Ellinger and I was interested in seeing him and I saw his Red River Bowl game. I saw a lot more Sam, Sam Ellinger than a lot of other people, I would say. I mean, I saw the Red River Bowl game. I saw, I forgot the actual games, but I saw like the majority of the games in like early, not early, but like mid-September, mid to late September, to like early October and that's when I kind of got the beat on him. I was like, all right, he's like a fifth, fifth round draft pick. That's how far I would take Sam Ellinger. And I don't really think I'm going to get any pushback from that. Maybe not any. That would be a lie. That'd be ridiculous actually. <clears throat> However, um, I don't think like, I don't think it's unreasonable to be like, yeah, he's not a, He's not, he's not a fourth-rounder to me. I saw, like, he has a good arm. He has some arm talent. He's inconsistent, though. He's inaccurate, though. Like, you can tell that UT's, like, quarterback program is terrible because it's just, like, he's a fourth-year starter, and he, like, severely lacks accuracy, touch, and just decision-making as well. And I'm just like, this is a terrible offense that they're running with him and, and it's just a terrible developmental program as well but i'm just like goodness gracious dude help the brother out help him out just a fucking little bit i was like yeah sam ellinger is probably like a second rounder or not a second rounder excuse me a like fifth rounder and then it's like my final quarterback is jeff george out of i think pittsburgh i believe i'm on the up and up don't quote me I think he is actually from Pittsburgh. I saw him at the House of Athletes Combine, and I was watching, like, Kellen Mond throw strikes, and I think I saw Jamie Newman as well. I think he was out there as well. And then I saw this other guy, Jeff George, and he tested horribly athletically, but he's a quarterback, so who cares? But then it was like, I saw him throw, and I was like, holy shit, like, these are some pretty awesome fucking throws. You know, I was like, you know, I wouldn't draft him in, like, the first round, but it's like, 
would I draft him as like a developmental guy to come in and you know essentially be a backup? I would be like hell hell yeah. So like that that's perfect. That's where I would have him at. You can maybe even get him as an undrafted guy and things of that nature, but you know, I don't think it's so like out there to say that yeah, like Jeff George should be drafted in like the sixth. I would love to take him in the sixth round. He would be an awesome sixth rounder because I think he has like true backup, you know, backup uh, potential. I don't know if he would be a starter, potentially. Like, right now, I'm like, would he make an NFL roster? I would say yes, if he was drafted. Which is why I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe if you're a football team, maybe you should draft him. You know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm just saying. Anyways, um, that's kind of it for the podcast. I am peacing out of here. I'll be back tomorrow to talk about more of the positions that I have. Like, you're not drafted highly or ranked highly or whatever, but, like, more of the positions that we'll talk about. We'll talk about running backs. We'll talk about wide receivers. We'll talk about not tight ends. It's pretty, like, it's pretty bone-dry tight end. It's super top-heavy. And um, we'll also talk about, like, maybe offensive tackles. I'm not really sure. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to read a little bit more Snow Crash. Did I? I can't remember. It's weird how, like, sometimes I, like, do these podcasts and I literally cannot remember. I don't, yeah, I was like, I remember I was, like, thinking about, like, it, I, I, I was like, did I talk about this to somebody or did I talk about this on the podcast? And I was talking about, like, being burnt out from reading and stuff like that last year. And um, I was like, no, I talked about that with somebody else. I'm super tired right now. I apologize. I'll see you tomorrow for more draft coverage again we're gonna cover the draft on thursday you cannot fucking miss thursday thursday's podcast is the most important fucking podcast literally this week thursdays and fridays two of the most important podcasts you cannot miss those shows those are going to be the best shows of the year potentially and they're easily like like it's it's fucking it's one of the most important days draft day draft season Ladies and gentlemen, cannot wait for Thursday, but it's Tuesday, so we got two more days left until the draft.